0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to "Wish Upon a Star," your unofficial Disney song-by-song song podcast. And this is now. Oh god, I demanded not again. Stop, stop the elephant noise. <laughs>
1: Every Dumbo episode needs to have the elephant noise.
0: People are gonna like seriously lose their hearing if you keep that up. Like, like I, I can't imagine being a listener and enjoying the season of "Wish Upon a Star" after hearing all those sounds. It just doesn't make sense.
1: Do you think that's because Dumbo's a bad movie? <laughs>
0: uh it has its moments it has its moments um i'm Frodo the lawyer
1: i'm amanda the person
0: and we're gonna be talking about baby mine which is
1: because then i'm like baby 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 (laughs) mine yes baby 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 mine it's my favorite justin bieber song and i'm very excited to be able to discuss it here
0: yeah um I i think that that's not what this one sounds like but you know um, maybe my ears are just entirely broken, and you're right. So who knows? You yeah, uh, know what,
1: Frodo? I think we're gonna change your title from lawyer to dream
0: crusher. Oh uh, yeah, I, I do crush your dreams. No,
1: it's good. Now I'm sad, which suits well for going into this song. Yeah, it Ugh. is. It
0: is a sad song. Very, it's,
1: this it, is a rough couple of a couple of minutes, like yeah. between roostabouts in this.
0: Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a lullaby, is how it's classified on Disney Wiki. But, More like
1: a sobaby.
0: Yeah, but it's like like usually. It, I mean, I guess lullabies can be kind of sad, you know, like the, the, when the bow breaks, the cradle will fall and down will come baby cradle and all like that's That's a pretty sad, uh, gory but lullaby. But most
1: lullabies don't have like depressing animations of elephants crying next to
0: them. That's true. That's, that's At true. least not the
1: ones we watched, we listened to in my house. Like, yeah, I don't know yeah. what you guys were doing.
0: Yeah. No, ours, uh, ours didn't have, uh, did not have tears. No, 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 no tears when we Ours only had to...
1: happy animations yes. alongside the lullabies.
0: Yeah. This is, it is a sad song. And because of that, perhaps it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Woo! Song in 1941. Um, it lost, though. I, I don't Good. know. Good. Yeah. What won? Uh, so again, this is coming off of 1940, which is the year before when When You Wish Upon a Star won. So Disney was like the defending champ. Ooh. And but
1: Disney's at the edge of the ring. You know, <laughs> they they've had the title once before, and they're gonna cling to it now. And a young upstarter coming out of California Walt Disney <laughs> the,
0: the other uh, the other nominees as you asked uh, <laughs> included some real famous songs like you Ooh. wouldn't think yeah like I you would think I'm joking but actually like no that like for 1941 songs uh, for old timey songs 1941 was a good year Blues in the Night was nominated which is a, uh, hey, it's, a, I've heard of a that. it's a song that uh, the marching band that we were both in actually played uh, That's why a, I've heard season. of it that checks um, out Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, which is a oh, well-known snap. song. And I the, hope that wins. And the Chattanooga Choo Choo was also nominated, but...
1: Mm, I, I still vote for Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Well,
0: none of those won. Uh, what oh, won no. was the last time I saw Paris from the movie Lady Be Good, which I don't know. So.
1: But what about the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Company B? Nope.
0: Not, not good enough to win the Oscar. Nor was this. <laughs> this song, Baby Mine, is... It's kind of sung by Dumbo's mother, Jumbo Jr. We don't see her, her, Jumbo, Mrs. Jumbo. We don't see her mouth moving, but it's from her perspective. And she is an elephant. And so is Dumbo. So, uh Yep. I- I you have
1: w- stated two facts <laughs> about this whole situation.
0: Well, I-, I think it would be useful, since we now have singing elephants, to get someone who knows... Just how elephants' vocal cords work, and how they, uh, how often they you know, perform in show tunes, and all that kind of stuff. Because I, I don't know. Ooh, well, I, yeah, I
1: think I think we might know some, but we're gonna have to go go get her.
0: Yeah, let's let's we'll go. Hop,
1: hop on the hop on the train, Frodo. <laughs> Casey Junior is coming down the track, going down the track. Casey Junior's back. Whoa! <laughs>
0: this is a fully filled episode let me tell you no i thought that our gimmick was that we kept all of our guests oh god no it's jumbo i thought we kept uh yeah too too soon too soon he died in what 1890 um no uh i thought our gimmick was that we keep all of our guests in a room and then we just like randomly like like open one door and then someone pops out. I thought that was our well, thing. Well, we
1: just... Yeah, but we're on vacation. Did, we not, did I not mention that we're on our special vacation episode where we're actually in Hawaii and so we would take train back to America?
0: Uh, yeah. And we have now arrived at our guest. We did. Let's introduce her. She is an expert on all things elephant and by... When I say all, I mean all, so she, you better know everything we ask you. Uh, yep,
1: I have a very complicated list of questions.
0: Uh, and it is Natalie Gonzalez.
1: Yay! Yay! Hi there, everybody.
0: Hi, Natalie. uh, Well, Natalie, we've dubbed you as an elephant expert. So why are you such an expert? How do you know things about elephants? Are you an elephant? Uh, Please tell.
2: I kind of wish I was, but sadly, no. Um, But I have spent a lot of time researching elephants, uh, both in um, academic setting and in the wild. So... Back in college, I worked for a research lab called the Elephant Listening Project, and they primarily focused on forest elephants, um, which are commonly found in Central Africa. And then I did several field studies in
1: Thailand and Sri Lanka, so
2: looking at Asian elephants there.
0: Awesome. Delightful.
1: I will say, as someone who has lived with Natalie before, I'm glad you're not a real elephant. That was already <laughs> yeah, a small apartment. Small, small apartment. It was very small, and your room was the smallest, so I think this is for the best overall. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm more like a pygmy elephant,
0: you
1: know? <laughs> Oh, I've once that. oh my gosh, gang, there's this book that just came out called The Bells, and it's a fantastic book by Danielle Clayton. Everyone should read it, but they have these things called teacup elephants in it, which are just elephants that can fit in a teacup and you can keep oh. as pets. That would be the best. You, you would die. But what a way. What a way to go out.
0: (laughs) You did this elephant listening project is what it's called, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, So what exactly were you listening for when you listened to the elephants?
1: Show tunes, perhaps?
0: Yeah. Were they they singing Baby Mine?
2: That would have been really sweet and also, like, heartbreaking all the time if I had to hear that. Luckily, (laughs) no. Um, But the lab was actually trying to find unique ways to figure out the population of forest elephants. They're kind of unique to all of their cousins in that they spend roughly like 90 to 95% of their time in deep forest cover. So it's really hard to know how many are out there, how many are left. And so by using microphones that they set up in the wild, they can use that to pick up sounds and calls from elephants and then like triangulate that sound to basically pinpoint that location of that elephant. Um, And that really helps with population numbers. Um, and on top of that, we were just like recording like thousands, and thousands of hours of like random elephant calls as well. Um, because most people think of elephants and think of like obviously ears, trunks, but also very, very loud
0: noises, loud trumpet trumpeting calls. Like Amanda's sound that she's making. <laughs>
1: Everyone loves that sound. It's a podcast favorite.
0: Yeah, Amanda, do, <laughs> you, do your sound again and I want I wanna hear if Natalie uh, if Natalie thinks it's legit.
1: So, okay. Now I will say this is based more on the African elephant. So my research has gone into, so, you know, you know, lower your expectations for that. Okay. (laughs) Get a little horsey on the end there. (laughs)
2: Yeah, It's a little on the high pitched end, but you know, um, there was, there was some frequency that was maybe almost there.
1: Um, Can you, can you do a better one for us?
2: (laughs) Oh, God. So actually, I'm going to make a sound right now and you tell me what you think of it, okay? Okay. Oh, my God. Did you hear it?
0: (laughs) No, no, we didn't.
2: This is the really cool thing about elephants. They can actually communicate with infrasonic sound below a frequency that people can hear. So we actually kind of lucked into it. One of the people on the research team, they were like at a zoo. And they kind of felt these really, really subtle vibrations in their feet and realized it was, like, this low-frequency sound coming from the elephant. Wow. Um, And so that's, like, an incredible part of elephant communication. And they actually do communicate quite a lot that way. So all those loud noises are, like, super fun and showy. But they tend to use their infrasonic calls. And, like, we call them rumbles
0: Mm. um,
2: to communicate over vast distances, like, up to, like, several kilometers. Wow. Wow.
1: That's yeah. amazing and awesome, but I am disappointed that they're not that they're called rumbles, not careless whispers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a missed
1: opportunity. But... Yeah. <laughs> that's super cool, though. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: We just called the episode here. I think I've learned something new.
0: Thank you, everyone, and <laughs> um, that's cool. So that has to do with elephant communication in terms of making sounds. In this song specifically, we see an elephant relationship between a mother and a child, and that involves not just sounds but also um, sort of touching, and th- that's a big part of this song. When Dumbo is approaches his mother, who has been put away in solitary confinement in her little cage with right. the mad elephant symbol, they are only able to touch each other with their t- with their trunks, um, and that's it's. It sets up a really sad image, and that's that's part of the reason why this is such a tearjerker song. That the mother can't reach her baby, and they can only touch, um, you know, very very lightly.
1: Uh, yeah, reaching out, touching me, touching you. <laughs>
0: but but that makes me wonder. Beyond just elephant sounds, is this how they interact? Do they touch each other with their trunks? Is it uh, is it a type of animal that does that thing? I'm guessing yes. So
2: most definitely, and. In my experience, the people that I've worked with, they've categorized, like, that kind of trunk touching as something actually quite intimate um, happening amongst, like, family groups or elephants that are, like, closely related to each other. So it's definitely something you'd see between a mother and her offspring. Um, You know, as you can imagine, the trunk is this really powerful appendage with, like, great, great sense of smell. Um, It's a giant, like, muscle. It's crazy. And so they... A lot of their communication is based on, like, using their trunk to touch each other and smell each other and that whole kind of thing. So definitely a natural behavior you would see. Um, Unfortunately, it's not easy for her to carry her baby in her trunk. Uh, Um, But trunk touching would be a very huge thing between the mother and her offspring. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What about crying? (laughs) Would they cry when they can't touch each other's trunks?
2: (laughs) So there's definitely, I have definitely seen an elephant quote-unquote cry. Is hey, wait, wait, like, wait.
1: Are you saying, have you seen an elephant cry? <laughs> yes, but like that part of that is like maybe people partially
2: anthropomorphizing elephants and being like, oh, she's crying because she's sad versus like it's just a biologic reaction, like something's in her eye mm. um, and it's tearing up. Um, so it's something you can definitely see, and at least in my insane experience i was crying at the time and the elephant started crying so like clearly that was a very intense moment um so i'm just gonna go ahead and say elephants cry
0: wow oh no now elephants may cry but more importantly do they fly
1: that is the most important question here and answer carefully because we we do have that that room that we took that we've taken you out of and we can put you right back in there
2: (laughs) so unfortunately no they cannot fly Okay. Uh,
0: Well, thank you for
1: being here, Natalie. And we'll
0: back in the door.
2: Back in the
0: door. Get out
2: of here. (laughs) Well, the crazy thing is is that elephants—you could say like they're the most grounded mammal because they actually are the only mammals that can't jump. Oh wow! Yeah, like they couldn't even get a running start if they tried.
1: I've heard some sad things today, Natalie, and somehow that might be the saddest. (laughs) They can (laughs) swim though, so that's kind of fun.
0: Oh, that, that that'll come in handy. That is nice. Maybe they should have uh, changed it should have been that he uses his ears to like swim really well like to beat Michael Phelps in a race and then like you know the, <laughs> at the end they could sing like when i see an elephant swim and you know, that, that would have been I fun. See yeah,
2: Michael Phelps die?
1: You know? <laughs> we hope that they can do that for the reboot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there is going to be a reboot. Oh, so um, I
1: am I am very nervous about this reboot, y'all. Oh, I, I have
2: so many feelings and it's just not <laughs> They're I'm not Tim Burton's directing.
0: Yeah, and interesting mix.
2: Yeah, but it was it was really interesting watching the movie again uh, after I haven't seen it since I've learned all this crazy stuff about elephants, and so it was really neat to kind of look at it through that lens because there's definitely things that kind of do make sense with reality and stuff that's definitely uh, fiction.
1: But one you thing examples of those two things. Sure. So. Obviously,
2: poor Dumbo is, like, shunned by the other female elephants uh, when his mom is, like, locked away.
0: Yeah, and they're very clicky. Norm-
2: yeah, and, like, normally in the wild, when you see a herd of elephants, they're a related family unit. Like, there's a matriarch, there's her daughters or, or offspring, and, like, that's it. And they're super tight, and if the mom were to go, to way- go away, the siblings uh, would immediately step in to protect, like, the youngest infant but in the context of dumbo it's kind of reasonable to assume um especially with circuses that they're not taking whole family units
0: right
2: um, they're probably grouping together random indiv- individuals to create like a fake herd
0: mm-hmm. um probably and that trying has- to take big elephants to make them look uh you know more more impressive for the the viewers
2: totally and so that definitely makes sense that elephants that aren't related would shun other infants. I've seen it um, okay. in, like, my personal field research. Um, not like, ever so mean. I've seen videos where they've been violently like, pushed around. Oh, no. Um, but sometimes just, like, annoyingly, like, go over there, and they kind of just, like, push them away with, like, their trunk or something.
1: Uh, <laughs> Did you ever see any of them call elephants, other elephants' names? <laughs>
2: no, but I've definitely seen elephants, like, like, really awkwardly try to kick an elephant on the side. Like, it just looks so good <laughs> to see an elephant try to use its back leg to, like, shoo something away. Oh. Um, it's so petty. But um, I've seen that. <laughs>
1: That's pretty
0: good. So you mentioned that the the other female elephants shun Dumbo, and I think this is a good time to talk about what has happened in the movie leading up to Baby Mine. So in our last episode, we talked about the song of the Roustabouts, which that word I still don't know how to say, but once the circus was put together, Dumbo and his mom are hanging out, and there's a bunch of young kids that come in to, uh, to see this show, and they notice Dumbo's big old ears. They start making fun of him, and this causes a reaction from Mrs. Jumbo, who tries to defend Dumbo, It sets off a whole series of events where she is thought to be out of control when really she was just protecting her child. And she, like we said, is put in this cage. They're all sort of in cages, but she's put in this specific car where she's alone. She's in shackles. And it says, Mad Elephant on the outside. So that's that's how Mrs. Jumbo got to where she is at the song. Then Dumbo himself, he, like you said, is left alone with these other female elephants. They shun him. And he gets really sad. He ends up befriending Timothy Mouse and Timothy Mouse uh, helps get Dumbo into the elephant act. It doesn't go so well, so he ends up as a clown. This oh, makes Dumbo no. really, really sad. And so and Timothy, to cheer him up, brings him to his mother. So that's a, a short way of putting it all, but uh, everything's sad, basically. And, and Dumbo yep. hasn't been with his mother for a while, so Timothy is trying to cheer him up and leading him to his mom to, to make him feel a little bit better. But I sort of mentioned Timothy Mouse in there. We haven't really talked about him yet. He introduces himself to the ele- to the movie by uh, interceding between Dumbo and the female elephants. and what he does is he tries to scare the elephants and this is I don't know if this is the origin of this idea or if this is just an example of it, but there is this mm-hmm. pop culture idea that elephants are scared of mice. And I don't know where that came from or what it is, uh, but maybe, Natalie, you know something about elephants and if they're scared of mice, do they even live in the same environment as mice?
2: Yes. Yeah, so the funny thing is it's definitely rooted a lot in, like, myth that they're, like, terrified of mice that's just kind of been pushed continuously through the media over the years. And there's no strong indication that elephants are scared of mice more than they're scared of other smaller things. Um, it's probably just rooted in the fact that like elephants are so big and here comes this tiny little thing and it just startles them mm-hmm. um, but honestly elephants are more terrified of like bees than mice and like other small things
0: you said bees?
2: yeah they're actually terrified of bees mm-hmm. like the sound of bees like even if they're not around they've like done playback recordings of bees <laughs> and like elephants will run terrified and oh, like wow. start working their relatives and like all sorts of things like bees in the area it's ridiculous
0: so timothy should have been a, a little bee that that would have been, yeah, a, been much more threatening <laughs> i wonder if disney was a little bit insect shy after having jiminy cricket in their last movie they're like we can't have another insect we need we need something more cuddly so they went with them yeah and, you
2: know proportions just doesn't doesn't quite play well does it
0: no um yeah and, and uh and timothy not only does he scare the elephants by just being a mouse he also bribes dumbo kind of to become his buddy by giving him a peanut and this is another <laughs> thing that you, you often see that elephants love peanuts um, yeah who doesn't though yeah
2: people who would die if they <laughs> eat them all definitely falls for elephants um Yeah, it's just not naturally found near wild elephants, not part of their diet. Um, Elephants do have a crazy varied diet, like hundreds and hundreds of different species of plants,
0: but peanuts are not among them. So do do, uh, elephants in captivity eat peanuts or not even them?
1: Yeah, like there's a lot of like peanuts at the circus. Is that something they ate at the circus a lot, maybe?
2: Yeah, it's definitely possible that, like, some elephants in the circus back in the day picked up the habit of, like, just picking up random crap on the ground and eating it. (laughs) Um, But it's definitely not recommended as part of their diet.
0: Oh, man.
1: I've I've been feeding – guys, there's an elephant in the room here with me, and I've been feeding it peanuts this whole time. What should I do? (laughs) my God. I strongly recommend a veterinarian. (laughs) I don't think I can fit the vet in the room. It's already pretty tight with me and the elephant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so this this is kind of uh, a little disappointing. I must be honest. Like my, uh, you know, I always thought that elephants and peanuts went together. I think um, so I collected Beanie Babies growing up. I don't know if, if yes, you, that, yes, um, yes, I had a, a elephant Beanie Baby whose name was Peanuts. So this was like a this was a big thing to me. I thought that like this was their jam. Like, but no, they just like a bunch of random stupid old plants that Ugh. aren't aren't crunchy and. Nuddy yeah,
2: I've no. fed a lot of bananas to elephants as like, and that's like a sweet treat. That's not something they should be having like tons of times, but right. like they do love banana. Oh,
1: well, that's something. So you could
2: rename your Beanie Baby banana. I could. What do was that. your favorite
1: Beanie Baby, Frodo?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think my first one was Blackie, the black bear. So he may have been my favorite.
1: Nice, that's fair. My first one was um, the ladybug. Lucky. Yeah, lucky the ladybug. But it wasn't, like... Because there were, like, six different ladybugs that had different numbers of spots, and, like... Oh, wow. Some of them were super valuable, and some of them were not, and mine was not. Oh, that's But funny. I did love... I had this deer, and I forget her name, but I got her at a, at a museum on a field trip, and I loved her. But my mother developed a... This is a, related to beating babies and not to elephants, or the story, <laughs> so I apologize, but whatever, tangent! Um, she developed a... Relationship with the woman at the at the toy store, who then would call my mom, my mom when new bean baby shipments came in, so she could like go down to the store before she put them on the shelves and look over them to pick out the ones that my sister and I wanted.
0: Beanie babies, I mean, they, they were like really a big deal when we were kids. Like I, now, oh yeah, now it seems. I mean, I guess kids still like toys. I don't know. I don't know if everything's electronic these days. But like, just a little animal made of of beans. It was. I think it had something to do with the fact that they had names and mm-hmm. and uh, backstories and things like that. So.
1: Well, and they were the perfect size to, like, take with you places.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. In,
1: like, a chill way. And also you could get, like, a bunch of them. And they weren't, like... Like, they were expensive to collect in the quantities that, like, people did. But, like, as a one-off toy, I don't remember them being that expensive.
0: No. Yeah, I think they were around five bucks. At the-
1: yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you could get, like, the bears were the really valuable ones. Mm-hmm. We still have a bunch of bars.
0: Yeah, I, I have. I have a whole bunch. Do you have Beanie Babies, Natalie, or are you just totally like mi- missing this?
1: No, I like totally
2: missed the boat on the Beanie Baby range. Oh. I think I oh, had. No. Like, was there like a polar bear one? Like maybe yes. I a polar bear one? And because I, I do remember like this little white bear, and like that's it. Because this was pre elephant days, so I was not like mm-hmm. looking for the elephant
1: in
0: Beanie Baby. Now Beanie. there are. Uh... I, I can't remember if this is Peanut or if Peanut's a different elephant, but there is definitely... No, no. There's also... So are you
1: thinking of righty and lefty? Yes,
0: yes There is Righty <laughs> the elephant is a Republican uh, <laughs> beanie baby, because they, for some reason, Ty thought that it would be a great idea to give kids beanie babies that would allow them to identify with either Repo- the Republican or Democratic Party. So I got uh, lefty, my brother got righty and uh you know has
1: that proven to like follow you truth for the rest of your life did that set you on the course
0: yeah my my brother's name is uh is donald trump in case you didn't know that's a joke it's a joke i'm not i'm not that old did you know that
1: donald trump quoted pt barnum as an inspiration
0: oh really i mean mm-hmm. it, it it makes sense
1: yeah. Uh, anyway, I have I have both righty and lefty, and my I was going to get rid of right, righty when we had our last garage, so my mom was like, you can't just get rid of righty. So I kept them both, but, like, I put lefty in front.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: should we talk about the song a bit more, though? Yeah. Like, use this elephant context in the context of Baby Mine, the saddest song in the world?
0: Yeah, so, yeah. we we Now, thank you, Natalie, for all that background in elephants. Um. Yeah, let, let's go into the, the song a little bit. When it starts off, like we said, Dumbo arrives. And he reaches out his trunk and they begin to touch. And that's when the music starts. And it starts with baby mine. Don't you cry. Baby mine. Dry your eyes. Rest your head. Close to my heart. Never depart. Baby of mine. It's very poetic.
1: It is. And Beth Midler sings a very popular version as well. Yes, she does. It's super sweet. Yeah, she's delightful. And like, it it is a nice song. Like, I'm just going to read the rest of the lyrics. If that's okay. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, so them, it's, nice. little one, when you play, pay no heed to what they say. Let your eyes sparkle and shine. Never a tear, baby of mine. If they knew all about you, they'd, they'd end up loving you too. All those same people who scold you, what they'd give just for the right to hold you. Oh, God. From your hair down to your toes. Do elephants have hair? Yes,
2: they have a lot of hair.
1: Well, then there you go. D- does it go down to their toes, though? Quite, no, that would be a little creepy. Um. <laughs>
2: I mean like mammoths, you know, historically speaking, sure, they sure. have hair down to their toes. But yeah. no, uh, elephants have kind of really short, bristly hair. And it's something mm-hmm. you definitely yeah. notice when you're up close to them. Okay. Um, not so much like in photos and whatnot.
1: But, but like this baby lyric does hold true. So much hair. Yeah. Bless. So it's from your hair down to your toes. You're not much, goodness knows. I'm assuming she means size and not like as a person. Um uh, <laughs> but you're so precious to me, sweet as can be, baby of mine. Just like, ugh. Like, such a sweet lullaby. And like,
2: so much better than like, the original standard lullaby, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> it's it's very good, Frodo, but you hate it because you hate nice things.
0: Uh, I, I, don't, I don't I don't. hate it. <laughs> no, I think it's a nice song for what it is. I, I like that it's it has a nice melody that is I don't find it very memorable, but I think it does a great job of complementing the animation, which is both loving and also sad because we have this this relationship that's been torn apart. Um, one thing I, I wrote when I was watching the movie in, in my notes was um, how emotional this scene is, given that the rest of the movie so far to this point, in my opinion, has been. Kind of uneven. It's not, uh, I didn't feel entirely invested much in what was going on. It was like, you know, like like we said, there's a lot of random things like, oh, here's a train. Here's a stork. Like, uh, you know, th- a lot of things are happening. But uh, this scene really manages to, to wring a lot of emotion out of, uh, you know, 20 minutes of movie that we've had so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think, like, I, like, I've listened to it a few times now, and I don't think I could, like, do much more than hum, like, the baby mine, don't you cry. Like, I, I don't know the melody super well. But it's just, it's nice, you know? It's very sad. And we do, and then we get to see a bunch of, like, um, like, like a nice little pastiche of, um, which I don't think is the right word here, but here we are, <laughs> of all the different, you know, animals sort of sleeping with their babies. Mm-hmm. And now I, now... I have some questions about these animals because some of them are sleeping in very silly ways. Like the <laughs> hyenas sleep, and in their sleep they start to laugh, Yeah, which is adorable. But what really struck me was the hippos who sleep underwater. It turns mm-hmm. out, hippos do that. Really? Yeah, hippos can sleep underwater.
0: Is Are, are you sure? They, they don't yes. have gills?
1: No, so hippos can stay. It's it's crazy. Natalie, did you know about this? I think I had heard about that somewhere. Yeah, but hippos they, have- yeah, they're, they're wild animals. I mean, they're all wild animals, but they're, like, wild,
0: wild animals. Yeah, they're crazy.
2: They're yeah. the most dangerous animals in Africa. Like, yeah. more dangerous than, like, lions and
1: crocodiles. Yeah, because
0: well, lions yeah. are just asleep all the time. They don't, they're don't. they not actually yeah. doing anything.
1: Yeah, they don't have enough energy. So hippos can stay underwater for up to five minutes at a time without coming up for air, um, according to National Geographic. But when they sleep in water, their bodies are... Ha- they have this reflex that makes their bodies automatically bob to the top of the water to take a breath when they need air, and then they sink back <laughs> down to the bottom. That, that, like, image is so delightful.
0: Mm. Right? <laughs> just,
1: like, flu, flu, Because their eyes and their nostrils are on the top of their right, head. Right, right, yeah. So, like, they just sort of, like, broop, breathe and sink back down for another five minutes. And they, like, are asleep. They're, like, they, they do it without waking up.
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness. That would have been such a better like animation for the movie to see that happening.
1: Right? Yeah. If you saw them like cause any movies, you could do it like they were snoring. like That's how they would probably phrase the animation. So it's like snore, 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 snore above as they rise through the water. <gasps> lower, 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 yeah. lower, 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 lower. Rise, 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 rise. Splash! <gasps> lower, 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 lower.
0: And th- these are not the first hippos we've seen in Disney. If you recall, Fantasia has dancing hippos um, in the Song of the Hours. So uh, hippo,
1: and we have no we have no hippo expert on the show. No. So as far as we know, hippos do that.
0: Yeah, hippos they do ballet dancing. They bob up and down like little. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of imagining them to be like you know the, the game uh, that you play at arcades where there's like a hammer and then there's like little like animals like whatever they are like moles or something that, like pop up. Wow, yeah, and you like yeah, you whack them down. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I imagine hippos to be like. Now they just go up and down real fast. <laughs> yes, that sounds perfect. It's like boom, boom. Well, it's like the um, we have a hippo
1: version of that game in my arcade where I grew up. Oh wow! So, well, it was like hungry, hang- hungry hippos, but it's like sleepy, sleepy hippos. They are floating <laughs> up and down. It's like a pretty boring game, but <laughs> delightful. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so Natalie. What are your thoughts? You said what your thoughts were on the movie up to this point, but what are your thoughts now when we get to this song? Um, This could be from an elephant perspective or just your own personal perspective. What do you think? If you could
1: talk as if you were an elephant, that would be great. Yeah. It's definitely one of the
2: most heartbreaking Disney films for me. It's, It's definitely super rough for me as an elephant person to get through. Um, just because the whole concept of elephants and circuses is really quite dark um, mm-hmm. and there's just like no way around it unless you know it's like this Disney movie and like it's kind of completely avoided but seeing elephants you know perform and you know like stand on top of each other and you know help set up camp like part of that is definitely rooted in in reality where elephants you know, we're trained to do all of those things. I mean, they use their trunks for all sorts of things in the wild. Um, I've seen them use it to like pull down trees and you know drag things and and whack dust off themselves with like a tree branch and things like that. Um, but anything else is is really has to be a learned uh, behavior. Mm-hmm. And elephants are not anywhere like dogs where you can you know you can reward a dog positively and get it to do something for you. Uh, but elephants are a lot more complex, and obviously a lot bigger, and therefore just a lot dangerous, um, a lot more dangerous um, when they're upset and don't want to do something. So a lot of elephants are, and this is like going really dark. Sorry. Um, no, are, please. Yes. <laughs> here we go. They're yeah. basically you know <laughs> tortured into learning those behaviors. Oh yeah,
0: keep, keep going. Keep telling us about the torture. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's entirely fear-based training, especially back then, you know, um, the concept of, you know, using a bull bullhook um, or putting elephants in these really tight cages so they couldn't move. And then they'd be, like, deprived of food and water for a period of time. And then, like, their given caretaker would then, like, step in and give them those things so they would, like, force this bond between this person and this elephant. And
0: Wait a minute. Um, I, I have to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Does yeah. Does that mean Timothy Mouse is the character? Is, is he really, like, in on the bad guys, and he just shows oh, up no. and, and gives... This is my Frodo's theory corner. Frodo's uh, theory okay. corner! <laughs> he's a lawyer. Um, Yeah, maybe Timothy Mouse is, you know, he's just playing Dumbo. He's like, oh, you want to see your mommy? Well, I'll be the one that lets you do that. Just so he's bound to him. And then at the end of the movie, when Dumbo makes a big, really, Timothy Mouse, like wrote the contract and he's the one who's getting, you know, all the money out of it. So yeah, <laughs> it sounds very reasonable to me. I don't know. Um,
2: yeah, no, totally. Um, you know, I see what's going on.
0: Yeah. You were telling us about everything that's horrible about circuses. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: and, and recently, you know, it, it's only been like a few, a couple of years ago, the elephants were, you know, pushed out of circuses altogether, just from, you know, consumer demand being like, we don't want to see this anymore because we actually know what happens when you try to train elephants. Um, mm-hmm. But even all over the world, elephants are still, um, especially in parts of Asia, used a lot for religious ceremonies, cultural ceremonies. And so a lot of that won't really go away for a long time. But I think it's getting a lot better on how to take care of elephants in captivity um, and in, like, semi-captivity. So there's, like, elephants in the wild, elephants in zoos, and then there's all the elephants that work in, like, tourism. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's slowly getting better so you know if you go to Thailand go to Sri Lanka great go see the elephants there's a lot of places where you can go up real close and touch them but do not ride them definitely do not like approach elephants that are like working in like major cities because that's bad there's still a lot of wonderful opportunities to interact with elephants um, that don't include them you know being tortured to perform for you
1: and Natalie, if people are moved by this and want to like donate to an elephant-based organization and make up for us, you know, dealing with Dimbo at all, do you have any that you can recommend?
2: Yeah, there's so many out there. So Elephant Listening Project is a research lab out of Cornell University, but you know, really small, poorly funded lab, and they're trying so hard to just um, really protect forest elephants, which are considered the most vulnerable species of elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, their ivory is different than their cousins. It's, it's, considered a rose ivory it's a lot softer and easier to carve um so it's a lot more coveted by by poachers um and they're doing amazing work uh trying to train um local people into uh, the conservation methods that they've developed over time and also there's um uh the sheldrick elephant orphanage in east africa that's super popular and that's a really really great sanctuary as well Mm um yeah
0: now, if someone really, really just hates Dumbo and they want to donate to the poachers, do you have any uh, great options for them? To, to... No, yeah. that, that was it, a joke. You can
1: call 1-800-GO-TO-HELP. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, I think that Dumbo, uh, it's an interesting movie. You know, it has... It, it's showing both the positives and negatives of, of a lot of these things. It's showing us uh, the the negatives and the, the downside of circuits, but it's also... Uh, kind of glorifying circus life because at the end Dumbo uh, becomes like the star of the circus it's showing us the downside of the labor system that's the one building the circus grounds And when they arrive at the new place uh, these poor black laborers Um, but then it's also trying to show it in a positive light by the lyrics in that song where they say that they're happy hearted so it, it, it and then even going further we see anti discrimination messaging in just the entire plot of Dumbo, in that he's ostracized for his ears, for a physical attribute, uh, and we're supposed to think that that's wrong. So it is. It's, it's it, a lot of mixed messages. Yeah, it's it's. it's uh, I don't know if it's nuanced or just yeah, sort of confused mm-hmm. or mixed. Um, but I think it's important for us to point out these the negative aspects of, of circus life for the elephants and for the people involved too, because yeah not all fun and games at the circus
1: no it's not (laughs) and that's why don't see the greatest showman
0: (laughs) do not see it
1: if you look at the greatest showman as a series of music videos and you take out everything else and you watch it on youtube so you don't give them any money then it's great yes yeah just remove the plot and you're fine yeah as someone who saw it in theaters and started crying halfway through the movie because of the patriarchy and because of white people (laughs) I just I think it's best people don't give their money to the greatest showman I'm sorry People Great. who love it. The songs are really good.
0: So do you think that the reason Dumbo is crying in Baby Mine is because he's just been shown The Greatest Showman?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And actually, this the song, the, the Baby Mine is sung by Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. Just being like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I didn't realize how problematic P.T. Barnum was. I didn't do my research, but, you know, I'm not used to playing historically based characters. <laughs> but listen, let me rock you. Oh, rock you, Dumbo, like a wagon wheel. And it'll be fine. And you know what? When Zach Efron tells me something is going to be fine, I believe him. Yeah. And I, I believe truly that we can only go up from here. <laughs> Perhaps if we see an elephant fly.
0: Yeah. That, that, yeah, quite literally, we can only go, go up from here because we are very sad. And Dumbo is very much <laughs> not able to fly at this point. So we yep. will go up, literally and but, figuratively.
1: But, 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 but what a nice song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, Natalie, you said you hadn't seen Dumbo in a long time. So mm-hmm. now that you've rewatched it and you've been looking at all the elephants and everything, do you would you still recommend it as a good movie for young people to see?
2: Oh, my goodness. Knowing um, all that you know. I don't think so. Only because, I don't know, it depends on how young they are and, like, then it would lead to awkward questions of like, can you take me to the circus? I want to see elephants. And be like, mm. Mm, actually, yeah. we don't You'll do that anymore.
0: How do you feel we about zoos, by the way?
2: Yeah, so I'm definitely – I feel like in a small minority of conservationists that um, still think zoos have a really important role in okay. conservation. Um
1: and well, some zoos do a really great job, yeah?
2: Yes, yeah, some some really do. Some, not all zoos are the same, um, that's for sure. I've been to some terrible ones, and I've been to some really amazing ones um, that have helped the world really learn a lot about different animals just because of the zoo programs they had and are doing such really great um, captive breeding programs to keep populations alive. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely gets trickier the bigger the animal. Um, elephants in captivity is, is really tough. You know, elephants are meant to be in the wild, but, you know, huge habitat loss, uh, big poaching issues um, make that increasingly harder. So I'm not the biggest fan of elephants in zoos, but um, where the care is, you know, really there.
1: Um, Does Animal Kingdom do a good job? It seems like they do a good job whenever I'm oh, there. Yeah,
2: I, I think they do. I mean, they have a really, really beautiful habitat. Um, yeah. And, you know bringing elephants in captivity is kind of tough and they've managed to, to kind of keep it going, which I think is a, a testament to the steady, stable environment that they've been able to create mm-hmm. for their herd.
1: Um, yeah, so, so go yeah. Disney. You've managed to do, like... You, you Disney is doing good things for conservation now, despite, you know, oh, recruiting...
2: Yeah. They have their yeah. own conservation NGO. Like, I would love to work for them. You know, shout out my resume. I can send it to you anytime. <laughs> um, would, yeah, they do amazing work. Um, you know, you know see that... Like the Disney, like Earth films, like every Earth Day they release like some type of new animal themed movie. Uh, they do great stuff.
1: Yeah. Now the first time I came to like the Smithsonian Zoo after coming out of living in Florida, I'm just like, oh, I can't look at these elephants anymore. Now I'm sad. Goodbye. Back to the sea lions. <laughs> yeah. They're so much smaller. I, I'm. I'm. I, I. have no idea like how good Smithsonian's elephant is. As far as I know, like the zoo itself, they do a great job. It's just a much smaller exhibit comparatively. But definitely. Yeah. But yay, Animal Kingdom.
0: So one last thing before we go and review the song. I wanted to point out the voice actress who is the person who sings the part that is potentially Mrs. Jumbo, but certainly is the the woman who sang it. It was Betty Noyes. And Betty Noyes is most known as the woman who dubbed for Debbie Reynolds in two songs in Singing in the Rain. And
2: oh. that is... Oh. Uh, huh.
0: So that's obviously ironic, because Singing in the Rain is a movie about a woman, played by Debbie Reynolds, who dubs her voice for an actress who can't sing when it goes from the silent films to talkies. Uh, But yeah, Debbie Reynolds didn't sing all of her songs. Betty Noyes Ah. sang two of them. Betty Noyes also sang this, and I'm not sure, I'm guessing, this was before Singing in the Rain, right? I believe that was... uh,
2: yeah, yeah I think so probably yeah. just about before
0: yeah so look it up to be so, sure so maybe they were like
1: 1952
0: okay so that was way so, after this yeah
1: yeah we got like 12 more years
0: so they were like you know casting that and they're like i need the voice to sound just like the elephant <laughs> in dumbo um well, let's let's rate the song now that we've we talked a lot um, <laughs>
1: yeah i think we're ready
0: amanda do you want to go first
1: yes I'm going to give. I've definitely thought about this before and, and didn't forget until just now to think to of a rating for the song. Um, what did I rate it by? By Sad Elephant Ears? Oh, yeah, the Elephant Ear Pastries. Uh, we switched yeah. over to the Elephant Ear Pastries. Uh, so good. Um, yeah, right. Um, so I'm going to give this song six, five and a half out of ten elephant. De- six out of ten elephant deer pastries.
0: Seven out of ten. No. 12 out of 10! 37! Why'd you last give it that? Last
1: year, last year, there were 37. Um, I'm gonna give it 6 out of 10 Elephant Deer Pastries, because it is a a very nice little song. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a happy... Li- I feel like I give a lot of things like 6 out of 10, because they're just like, they're good, but they're fine. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics are beautiful, but like... I don't know like the animation I know we don't really judge on the animation that much but like nothing really exciting happens in it like we don't even see an elephant sing which isn't as good as seeing an elephant fly but like I wouldn't mind it <laughs> mm-hmm. um and like I think the tune is kind of forgettable like the lyrics are really nice but like I don't go away humming this yeah so yeah I think what 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 did I give Casey Jr. do you remember Frodo mm, I
0: think, you I, think gave, I gave you a you, five yeah you gave it worse than, than that yeah
1: Okay, well, I'm going to change that in our finale episode, because, like, <laughs> this is, Casey Jr. is better than this.
0: Yeah. In retrospect. Well, if you but... remember, I gave Casey Jr. a B plus. I'm mm-hmm. going to slot this in at a C, which, I mean, I think that sounds hard. That seems, no, that seems about fair to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I do like how the lyrics are poetic. I like how it's able to evoke emotion through the connection between Mrs. Jumbo and Dumbo. Um, and it's it's a sweet song. I'm giving it a C for sweet. Uh, that's what my <laughs> word is. Um, but yeah, it's not the most memorable song. It's not one that I I've heard it uh, several times over my life, and I still couldn't really tell you how it sounded until today when I re- listened to it a bunch of times. Um, right. It's going to slot in 12th out of the 17 songs we've covered so far. So n- by no means at the bottom, but um, to me. If I was going to nominate one song from this movie for uh, the best original song, uh, it would probably be our old pal Casey Jr. because yeah. you know, he was coming I'm down the track. I'm currently
1: at top, top marks to Casey Jr. just because yeah. it's been stuck in my head for like a week.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you feel about Casey Jr., Natalie? We've been really <laughs> talking it up. I don't, did you even notice it when you watched the movie?
2: <laughs> I did. And um, I'm I'm a Disney pass holder out here in California, so mm. I'm frequently uh, at the park um, and, you know, Casey
1: Jr.'s whole ride. Um, oh, you're going to enjoy the episode then when you get to listen to that one because we talk a lot <laughs> about the ride.
2: Yeah, so, so it's definitely something that's uh, really memorable in my head. And, like, oddly enough, Baby Mine is actually, like, super memorable to me because at, off the page at Disney's California Adventure Park um, – they have this beautiful like art gallery thing and they have all these giant screens up in this huge room and they just constantly play Disney songs on loop with like animation, like the early animation where like they're just sketches and like the full complete one and baby mine is one of the ones they play on loop. And it is so damn sad. Every time oh, I, no. and I have to like, run out the room, like I can't too much. Um, yeah. But, but, like that's like my main memory of it now is just like constantly seeing it all around me in this room. <laughs> That's very sad.
0: So then, you don't have to give it a certain grade or anything, but if you want to, you can. You can come up with your own uh, grading system for Baby Mine, or just, um, or you can just say it's sad, like you, like you've been saying. Whatever you want. Yeah, I, I leave it open to you. <laughs>
2: if I had to give it a grade, like a C plus, yeah, you know, like it passes, but like it gets a little extra for being like this random song. You can also just use in real life if you wanted to, without being like oddly specific to that's true that is always nice you know it's like hey i could sing this to a child and this would be fine (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) it might be weirded out by you rocking them in their in your trunk but otherwise it'd be totally yeah perfectly acceptable so yeah that's that's where the plus comes
0: in (laughs) awesome awesome well thank you so much for joining us i think that our listeners are really going to benefit from all this insight you've provided we're all going to be really mad that we know that elephants cannot fly. So or eat
1: peanuts healthily. Yeah. Or sorry. True.
0: Yes. (laughs) But I think we're going to forgive you because we've all learned a lot. (laughs) The next time I feel something rumbling in a, in my tummy, I'm going to assume that an elephant is actually talking to me from miles away. So that's, that's a positive too. That'll. Yeah. um, That's nice. to know the
1: elephants are trying to communicate.
0: Yeah. They're Um, trying to speak
1: to me. I know it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks once again for joining us. Uh, So this has been Frodo the Lawyer.
2: And this has been Natalie the Elephant Person.
1: (laughs) Nice. Not the Elephant Man. That's a different thing. Yeah. And this has been Amanda the Person.
0: And thank you for listening to Wish a Pot a Star.
1: I want to see an elephant, elephant, elephant fly. Zac Efron approves this message.